Hey, thanks for joining. This is the Strength and Vulnerability Podcast. My name is Erin Brimmer Wright, and today I am interviewing Sophia Lorena. Sophia is the host of the Shit Show of My Twenties podcast. She recently launched this podcast, has over a hundred episodes, is super popular, amazing, vibrant person. We talk about the first love of her life and how that ended abruptly and how she kind of took that breakup and started her own journey in self-discovery and ultimately became an entrepreneur and is now hosting her widely successful podcast, The Shit Show of My Twenties. You do not want to miss this episode. Sophia, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to see what we talk about today and what comes up. I have so many juicy questions for you. I have been listening to your podcast, The Shit Show of My 20s, which is absolutely fabulous for anyone who hasn't seen it. Definitely check it out. You interview so many interesting people and also share like your personal story. And that's kind of what I want to dive into because a lot of your story really resonated with me. And I think it will resonate with a lot of women. Um, And so I kind of want to start at where you were with the love of your life or so you thought like your first true love and i know everyone who's experienced their first true love that's like such a monumental moment and just the way that kind of ended and how you went from there because i think it's a very interesting story and i think a lot of people unfortunately can relate to how everything went down because it's becoming this commonality so before i speak too much mm-hmm. do you mind kind of sharing a little yeah. bit about that yeah so it was freshman year of high school and i was dating this guy for eight months and we were friends for a while before that and then we started dating we went to disneyland together catalina you know do all the typical couple things and I was like all in in this person. I thought this was like my everything. And then eight months go by and I was part of this confirmation group with my church. So I was going to this expo and I was in the bus right next to my friend and we were just like chatting. And then all of a sudden I looked down at my phone and I see a text from him that says, sorry, Sophia, I just can't do this anymore. I just don't love you anymore. I remember seeing that text and my heart just dropping. Like, why do we have to do that through a text? Like, why did it have to go that way? Especially when I was like on my way to this event. And I really didn't want to have that news like right before you go to an event because it kind of affects the energy of the event. And then I was just started crying to my friend and she was like, what happened? And then I showed her the text and she was like, oh my gosh. And she didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. And then, you know, it's hard when you're that young and you see a text like that when you're like freshman year of high school it's hard because it's hard for you to separate the text and the person from yourself usually kind of combine the two so it's like what someone else says that's exactly the way it is versus like saying okay this happened how can I move on from this it's kind of you're stuck in it at least that's what I did I was just very stuck in it and I was stuck in that place for a while And I was stuck in the place of believing I was unlovable. So all my behavior patterns started to match that. I started to binge eat, I started to drink, started just to do all these things, kind of just to suppress how I was feeling and kind of avoid it. So I just went into these things to kind of distract myself. And I didn't really realize it until I started having like acid reflex attacks. 
and the attacks were pretty bad. They got like worse and worse. And like the first couple were okay. So I was like, okay, it's not too bad. I can ignore it. And then they got progressively worse. And then when it gets worse, it's like, okay, kind of wakes you up. Like, it's like, okay, I can't like skip over this anymore. Like this is something I actually have to deal with and figure out a solution to. So it got pretty bad. I was on the bathroom floor and I was like, okay, universe, if you take this pain away from me, I promise I won't do this again. Like I promise I'll figure this out. I promise we won't go and yo-yo and just go back to the same place. I promise this will be figured out. And then five minutes later, the pain goes away. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I actually have to deal with this. Like I actually have to fix this now. And I was kind of hoping it wouldn't go away just so um, I wouldn't have to deal with it. And like, so part of me was kind of hoping that, but I did. So I was like, okay, it went away. Now I have to deal with my side of this agreement, which was my side was I was going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so I go and I go into Google and I start to Google, like, how do you get over this? How do you get over binge eating? What's a good way to um, eat healthier? And I start going through all these YouTube videos and I always go to Google. I go Google for everything. So I always go back there and I go through all these YouTube videos and then I found one and it's by this vegan a YouTuber. Her name's High Carb Hannah. And it was about how she went to a plant-based whole foods diet and that really helped her. And I was like, okay, obviously what I'm doing is not working. And so if I were to try the same thing over again, I'm only going to create the same results for myself. So I have to try something completely different if I want to create that different result. So I was like, you know what? It's worth trying. So I just tried it. And all of a sudden, it's like I finally had energy for the first time in my life. It was like all of a sudden, like kind of like cloud was lifted. And it was really weird because I've never had energy before. Like before I was always tired because the foods I was eating weren't necessarily good. And like, it was like my body was constantly processing food that I never had energy afterwards. So I had energy for the first time in my life. And it's like, oh my gosh, like this feels good to actually have energy. <laughs> like this feels good not to be tired. This is what it feels like to not say I'm tired all the time. And I don't know if before I was necessarily tired all the time because of the food or because I was honestly always telling myself I was tired as well. So I was programming myself too, because I was saying, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. So both of those together, I think was the reason why I always felt tired. And so I finally start to feel this energy and I was like, okay, I don't want to go back to the place I was before. How do we move forward? And how we're going to move forward from this is we're going to deal with all those feelings that we were suppressing. Because until we really deal with that, we're just going to go back to the same place. So I was like, okay, it's time to deal with all the stuff that we've suppressed and finally time to bring it to the surface. So I go and I go back to Google and I go <laughs> and say, how do you get over your ex? And then I go through all these different, like all these different articles and it always led back to personal development, always led back to that. And I was kind of like, okay, like I keep seeing this, maybe it's a sign that I should go look into it. So I started Googling what is personal development and all that stuff. And then I started finding Tony Robbins and Ed Milet and Lewis Howes. And I started going down like the rabbit hole of personal development and just going from one podcast to YouTube video. And I just keep on going deeper and deeper into like visualization and journaling and all this stuff. And I noticed slowly by slowly, episode by episode, I finally started to connect with Sophia, who who she was before she got broken up with. And I was like, oh, she was still there. There was just a bunch of shit I put in the way, (laughs) a bunch of blocks I put in the way that was keeping me from her. 
And that's kind of what started the whole journey. That's kind of what started the whole personal development journey. And looking back at it now, I kind of realized why it happened. And I realized it more and I'm able to put like the pieces together more. But at the time I wasn't able to like see it clearly, but now that I can see it clearly, I could see that what are the chances to have that happen on the same day that I'm surrounded by my friends and my community at an expo, like all in community all together. Like what are the chances that those two things happen on the same day? Like that's very unlikely. <laughs> I think the universe was setting me up to give me like some sort of support system. So when I was going through it, at least I would be supported by the people around me. So that happened and I was like, okay, that part makes sense. And then I think about if I was still with this person, would I still have started my personal development journey so early? And the answer probably is no. The answer probably is I probably would have just been like so into this relationship and not really took any time for myself because that was kind of the path I was going. I was going all into this and kind of forgot about who Sophia was outside of the relationship. Mm -hmm. I, that is such a courageous story. And I feel like there's, you have that moment where you can choose to go one way or the other. And I myself, I mean, I've had, I'm married now, but you know, I've had boyfriends and um, breakups are awful. Breakups are horrible. And it's just kind of the norms. When you break up, you go through a cycle of, you know, sadness and depression, et cetera, et cetera. And a, a lot of people, you know, take up drinking a little bit more, potentially like changing their diet, wanting to look different, wanting to kind of mask what they're feeling as opposed to looking inward and, and really taking a glance at why they feel the way they feel. And I, and I think it's interesting you were saying you were suppressing your feelings because that's kind of normal because there's um, this time allotment I feel like society kind of puts on us where if you go through a breakup, it's like, okay, well, you can party with your friends and go crazy for a little bit of time, but then you need to get over it. And then you need to get back on the horse and you need to start dating again. You need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this. And it's like, pump the brakes for a second. Allow me the time to actually recognize how did I get into this situation? First of all, how did I get with someone who would text message me this, that, that would, I mean, cause that's really, truly the worst way to break up with mm -hmm. someone. I hate that that's becoming more of a norm mm -hmm. because that just lacks any sort of respect towards you, towards your full relationship, towards what you invested into it. I mean, you spent months with this person. This is your first love. So I really want to honor the fact that you took that time to recognize what's going on and call out for help because a lot of people don't do that. They kind of just stick with themselves and then the problem kind of manifests and turns into potentially something else. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that it just fortuitously happened to happen on the same day you're with your church community. What mm -hmm. a coincidence is that, yeah. that you have that love and you have that support around you to really carry you through. I'm sure your girlfriends all said the same thing. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> He's like text messaging you. Like, I, what was it? I don't love you anymore. Like, yeah. who says that? Mm -hmm. Of course, you're going to have feelings of like unworthiness and what's mm -hmm. wrong with me because what an awful message to send yeah. someone, someone you love, someone you spent so much time with. And so, how courageous of you. That is so courageous of you to to take that and to go down this road and say, okay, wait a minute, what I'm doing is not good for my body. My body is giving me a message. I have this acid reflex. I need to call out for help. Okay, there's the sign. 
okay, now I got to start doing something and then do the research and do the Googling and do looking inward as so many of us are afraid to do that. And I think I, one of the reasons is because it takes true vulnerability to look inward and to recognize that like we have these emotions that aren't necessarily fun, right? Like nobody wants to deal with sadness or depression or feeling less than or unworthy, but to recognize where this comes from and to deal with it and to sit with it so that you can better yourself and you actually come out stronger. And so you're on this beautiful journey where that is such a terrible thing to have happened to you, but the way you turned it around and the way you keep going, I mean, you took that and you kept going and you became the person you are today, an entrepreneur, starting your own podcast, making decisions outside of the social norms. I know, for instance, like you made this decision where, you know, we're often given this blueprint, right? Like go to high school, go to college, get married, have kids, white picket fence, right? You chose on your own, go to school, go to high school, graduate and not attend college. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Because that, I mean, there are obviously, you know, millionaires, billionaires, really well off people who also took that direction. But there are a lot of people who still have that mindset of like, wait, what? You didn't... (laughs) Because it goes outside, you know, like what we're told, this is like the standard path you go on. So that also took a lot of courage to make that decision to not just go into something you're kind of expected to do. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I went to a high school that was very pro-college. So it was definitely not a decision anyone was expecting from me. But the thing is, I started to get into all this personal development and I started getting into Gary Vee as well. And listening to his content as well, it gave me kind of permission to say what I was thinking, which is like, I know you guys want me to go to college, but I really feel like inside of me, I'm not meant to. And Can you that tell is, me, I'm not totally familiar with Gary Vee. Can you tell me a little bit about yeah. who Gary Vee is? Yeah, so he's huge. He's really popular on Instagram. He has like 7 million followers on Instagram. He's huge. Okay. <laughs> he's like he's very popular in like the personal development business scene. He has a lot of books. He owns VaynerMedia. He does a lot around advertising, social media marketing. And one of his things is like really honoring what you want to do and not necessarily what your parents want you to do or what society wants you to do, but really honoring just what you feel. So actually hearing his content and hearing like how successful he is and how he believe that's kind of like what's best for you not necessarily what other people think for you that was kind of a new concept to me that's something I never thought about before I was like wait I can actually think about what I want like I can think about what's best for me like this is crazy but I started getting into it and what I loved about his content is it gave me permission to actually start speaking about that and start actually realizing okay I'm not crazy for wanting this thing that's different than what other people want for me So I started getting into his content and that was really, I think what gave me the permission slip was his content. Plus just hearing all these other stories. Like I listened to so many podcasts by this time. I've listened to like one podcast a day or two podcasts a day in high school. So I was just very into it. I listened to all these different stories of all these other successful people who didn't go to college. 
So I think it was a combination of them too. I heard from him and then I heard from all these other stories. And that's really what gave me the permission. But the conversation wasn't easy, of course. It wasn't an easy conversation to have, but I knew it was a conversation I needed to have because I knew if I kind of start to talk about it beginning year or senior year versus trying to talk about it at graduation, that's two entirely different things. Like trying to bring it up at the end versus trying to bring it up a little bit earlier, you know, so they have time to kind of warm up to it. So yeah. I was like, I definitely need to bring it up towards the beginning. So I start to talk about it and I was like, hey, like, I know this is what you guys really want for me, but I really feel like in my gut, like if I go to college, it wouldn't be for me, it would be for you guys. And I really don't want to go into debt and have that resentment towards you guys for doing something that I don't believe in. And I know this is not what you guys want from me. I know it's kind of different, but I want you guys to give me the space to make this decision on my own. And if in a couple years it doesn't work out for me and I'm in a position where you think I should go to college, maybe we'll rediscuss then. But I know I need to give myself at least a little time now to experience what it would be like on my own terms. Mm-hmm. So having that conversation wasn't easy. I had, you know, some family, me- I had one family member who was supportive and the rest of them weren't. So that was hard because I kind of felt like I'm going against like most of my family members and they're like, Sophia, you're crazy. Sophia, you're not going to be successful. Sophia, you're not going to make money without a degree. You know, all the things. So it definitely was hard to deal with that. I definitely had to like space myself out from a couple family members for a bit of time just to like get in my own thoughts and not really absorb what they were saying. So I had to kind of take a space from them for a bit. And some of them still bring it up even though I'm 20. So some of them still bring it up even to this day. Um, Most of them have accepted it. So it definitely took them a while. It wasn't something like overnight, oh yeah, Sophia, we approve your decision and go for it. <laughs> something like gradual, which I think is, I think they have the right to their own, their own opinion. And to, for me to expect them to change all their thoughts in a matter of days of me telling this, it's just not realistic. Like giving them time and letting them see like me exploring my own things, I think that helped. Because they're like, okay, Sophia's not just going to sit around and do nothing at 19. She went and she got a job. She did this. She launched a podcast. Like, she wasn't just doing nothing with it. Like, she was actually making use of her time. So I think them seeing that, they're like, okay, maybe Sophia was right about this decision. Maybe it's okay for her to do this. But, yeah. Yeah, but it's super courageous for you to go against what your family is expecting of you. And even now, to still have that looming over you in terms of like, hey, like, why aren't you doing that? But the fact that you're standing strongly in what you know to be your truth and what you know is best for you is so courageous. I mean, there's people that, you know, live their whole life living the life that others wanted for them and not living the life that they wanted for themselves. And so again, that just takes such courage to do that and to kind of just feel good about standing in your own ground. And I'm curious for those times that, um, and, and maybe you don't feel this, but if there's times where, you know, the kind of any judgment kind of gets to you, do you have any self-care practices that help you stand rooted and knowing this is the path you want to do and you're happy with your decisions and your life and kind of everyone else can deal with their own lives? Like, is there anything 
um, if it's like journaling or meditating, is there any practice you do that kind of keeps you rooted and keep you strong in what your beliefs are? Yeah, so I think what it is, is right now, what I noticed is really helping me is I get to have conversations with people like you, like every weekend. So every weekend, <laughs> like I, I, I do a lot of interviews. So I do a lot of hours yeah. like of me just sitting across from people and just getting to soak in their energy and the people who I get to soak in their energy every weekend are people who, you know, are extremely successful and an extremely um, into personal development and they're people who think very differently so I think being able to have that many conversations like I've had hundreds of hours of conversations with these people because I've done over 100 interviews so I spent a lot of time <laughs> and then there's also editing too so I'm hearing the conversation over again while I edit so the yes. amount of hours I've spent <laughs> in this energy versus in that energy, I think that's the real thing is I've been spending a lot more time in this energy than in that energy. And the thing is when you have family members or something like that who don't support you, you can kind of choose how much time you wanna spend with them. You know, you don't have to necessarily spend every day with them. You could kind of choose like, okay, I'll spend Christmas, I'll spend an hour here, an hour there. And you could kind of manage it in a way where it's not that their beliefs constantly at you. <clears throat> so I think that's also helped too. And not only that, I think I also got really firm in my beliefs so that when their beliefs come up, it doesn't really bother me anymore. I think it bothered me at the beginning because I kind of thought it was true. But when I worked on believing on what I believe to be true and their beliefs come up, I'm like, okay, well, that's their belief. Does it feel true for me? No. So am I going to take it offensively? No. Yeah. No, that's so, that's such a good point too, is the time you spend with people and you feed off of their energy. So if you're around people who are supportive or they're in the same mind space in terms of like personal growth and standing your own ground and living your life to the fullest. Um, and that's where a lot of your time and your energy and you feed off that energy. Of course, that makes a lot of sense. It's going to support you, yeah. which is why it's so important to surround yourself with people who truly just want the best for you, right? And just want to lift you up and you want to lift them up and they're your cheerleaders and you cheerlead them, which, you know, I, there's so, um, there's so much going on in the world that I, I think now more than ever, you really need that support system around you because, you know, it's a tough time across the board <laughs> in many different ways, right? I mean, so, so to have people, um, especially people who are su successful in doing what they're passionate about. And you mentioned you've interviewed hundreds of people. You recently started your podcast, mm -hmm. The Shit Show of My 20s. You started it while working full-time, mind you. You just got furloughed and said, I have this time. I have this space. Let me start a podcast. So super recent, super recent. You are a rock star for knocking these out. I myself am not as on top of it as you, because it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Can you tell me a, a little bit about how you got into starting your podcast and the drive and momentum to get into it and to keep going, especially mm -hmm. I understand you're an introvert, which is, mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of people may not even believe you. They're like, how is she an introvert interviewing hundreds of people doing all these amazing things? But you know, stepping, really stepping outside your comfort zone to kind of just go for it. I'd love to hear how you got to this point. 
Yeah. So I was furloughed for about three months. And as soon as I got that email, it freaked me out because on the last line, it's like, you may or may not get your job in four weeks. So it's kind of like a real gray line period. And I was like, okay, like that line really bothered me. That line was really like stuck because it was such a battle just to get that job to begin with as a 19 year old female, you know, no degree and no experience. It was a hurdle just to get that job. So that line really bugged me. And I was like, okay, we can either sit here and focus on that one line and start to go back to destructive patterns, which I thought would have happened if I had not done anything else. Or we can start that podcast that you've been saying you want to start, but you're too, too scared and you keep on getting in your own way for it. We can start that right now too. So let's go with that second option because it's a lot healthier than the first option. And it's going to create a lot better results for you. And you're going to be able to look back at the sign and say, I'm so glad I actually use this time versus not using this time. Because I think the universe gives us time like that to help us create something. So if you just got furloughed, if you just lost your job, maybe the universe wants you to create something during that time. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think. So I think that's why the universe gave me that time is because I was just going, going, going with my job. And I wasn't really thinking about what else do I want in life besides that. Mm -hmm. So I was really head down in that. So, the, so I had this time and I was like, okay, let's start it. And I'm an introvert. So it really freaked me out the first time. Like it really freaked me out hitting record. I was like, okay, so I've never met this person before. I'm going to talk for the first time during Zoom and it's going to go great. And we're just going to have our first conversation ever. Like that's overwhelming. So what I did is before I had too much time to think about it, I just started it. So I didn't give myself real time to think about it. I was just like, okay, let's go in the Facebook group. Let's go on Instagram. Let's DM people and let's start booking interviews. Because if you start booking interviews with someone, you're forced to show up because it's not just about you at that point. It's about that other person. And you don't want it to look bad. Like you keep on canceling or you can't show up for that other person. And I knew if there was another person, I was going to show up. Like I just knew it's, it's accountability that I needed to start. So I go and I book all these interviews. <laughs> I start doing like three to four interviews a day sometimes. And sometimes it was, it was crazy. In the span of three months, I think I interviewed about close to 70 people just in those three months. And so I get into the interviews and I start getting into the podcast. And the thing is, it was only really hard the first time. Like that first interview was the biggest struggle of it was just that first one. And then after that first one, I noticed it started to get easier. And I kind of trained myself how to be more extroverted. It's something that's not my natural tendency, but I know if I'm in a forced in, a, in an event where I have to show up as an extrovert, I can switch that on and switch that off. Mm -hmm. So I just started getting into that and it's been incredible. Now I do work. So after those three months, I went back to work. I do work full-time now. So I do the podcast occasionally at 5 a.m. in the morning. I'll do it on the weekend. <laughs> I'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning. I'll go work out and then I'll go interview at 5 a.m. in the morning. And the reason why I did that is because people wanted like a spot during the week. And I was like, okay, the only thing I really have is before work because I don't like my energy after work. Like I want it to be like a good energy. I want it to be very live energy and if I do at the end of the work it's going to be kind of like a tired energy so I was like okay let's do it before work so I opened up that spot and then a lot of people have been taking it from the UK from Florida it's been a very popular spot so the last I think two months or so I've been waking up at 3 a.m every Friday and just recording recording so 
yeah, it is possible to do both. It is possible to have be introverted and have a podcast. It's just one thing that also helped me was creating an alter ego. So creating a different version of Sophia, who's more talkative, who was more outgoing, who was more bold and just kind of stepping into that and thinking like, what does that Sophia look like? What does the more bold Sophia look like? The Sophia who doesn't really care and just says whichever she's thinking, what does she look like? How does she show up? How does she talk? And just kind of thinking of that is what's really helped me do this. And also the name, it's a really bold name to start off with. <laughs> like it's a really <laughs> bold name. And I was kind of like thinking about it back and forth. Like I was like talking to people about it. I was like, what do you think of this name? Like I, I tested it out before I did it. Cause I was kind of worried. I was like, is this like too like flashy of a name? Like, is it too much? Is it like, are people going to resonate with this? So I was kind of worried about the name at first. And then I threw it up in the Facebook group and like 90% of the people were like, yes, do it. Yes. And then like, you know, 10% were like, no, no, no. But those 10% <laughs> that were like, no, no, no. They were like in their forties or fifties or sixties. Like they weren't the person that I was trying to talk to. So I was like, right. okay, the person who I'm not trying to talk to doesn't like it, but that's okay. Cause I'm not trying to talk to them. I'm trying to talk mm-hmm. to the 20 year old. But really yeah. when I record these episodes, I really think I record them for 14 year old Sophia and 14 year old Sophia who was like just getting into her personal development journey that's who I think I really record them for not a 20 year old but so I was just like you know what let's try this name (laughs) let's just try it on for size see how it goes and the thing that I wasn't expecting about the name that I think has really helped me is it's a name that grabs people's attention like you can't look at that name and not be like a little like a little like interested or like you can't just kind of walk over that name like you kind of like it kind of like captures your attention right away and you're like who is this girl what's her story yeah so the thing is <laughs> I think that actually really worked for me because when I'm pitching these people everyone says like oh my gosh my 20s were a shit show too of course I want to talk about them on your podcast like of course and a lot yep. of people who DM me, they're either going through it or war through it. So that's a mm. lot of the people who DM me on Instagram is they're like, oh, I'm there right now. I'm going through it. <laughs> and then I get like DMs like, oh my gosh, girl, I saw your Instagram account and I spit out my wine because <laughs> I saw the title. I thought I get a lot of different reactions, which I wasn't expecting. And I get a lot of profile visits on Instagram. And I think the reason why is because my username really stands out to people so what I go and do is I go and find out where my girl's at so I go through Rachel Hollis's page I go through Lewis Howe's page and I go on their page and I engage with the people who are engaging with them because I know Mm -hmm. those people are already into personal development they're already into the things I'm into and then I specifically look for females who are liking those so most of my audience on Instagram and in the podcast are females So I go and I try to reach out to those females and how I engage with them is I'll like, like one of their photos, I'll comment on something. And then all of a sudden they just go to my page right away (laughs) because the name just captures their attention so fast. Yeah. So I think being bold is actually a good idea. Absolutely. I think it's a good idea because it really lets you stand out from like a vanilla name. It lets you really capture the attention of the person you're trying to capture. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was actually a good idea to go with that name. 
No, I agree. I definitely yeah. agree. I mean, it def- it caught my attention. I was like, oh, I 100% resonate with this. <laughs> I don't think anyone's <laughs> like, oh yeah, the, my 20s, whether I'm in it or I was in it, was like peachy, like super yeah. easy. No, that's like <laughs> the moment you're like transitioning from I'm in, I'm, you know, a teenager to holy mo, like holy shit, I'm an adult. I like. I got to get a job and starting my life. Like, how, how do I fit in this world? How do I fit in this space? Who am I? What am I doing? You know, and you've built like more self-assurance and more self-confidence through the years, kind of like figuring out who you are. So yeah, I definitely think the twenties are, are a time when major transition happens, mm-hmm. you know? So no, I love it. And I love that you as an introvert have interviewed so many people. And I imagine you've heard, because I've heard your podcast and so many inspirational stories. And I'm curious, um, is there anything that resonated with you in terms of feeling confident about what you're doing with your life and kind of, you know, looking inward and standing strong in your beliefs and not letting other people bring you down? Was there any um, interview you did that kind of stands out to you that had that positive message that you'd like to share? I feel like there's a positive message in each episode. I don't really know how to pick one, but I'm going to share a couple of the stories that really resonate yeah. with me. So some of the most popular episodes tend to be about relationships. Like I feel like relationships are a big topic. And one of my favorite episodes to do is how to get over your ex. And it was with a breakup coach. And she talks about what to do when you feel like you want to text him, what to do when you want to, like, just all the things we go through, through a breakup, we kind of really went into that in that episode. So that's definitely one of my favorites. I've got to interview so many cool people. I've got to interview um, this mom and her and her daughter, they created this beauty company together. And the reason why they created this beauty company is because the daughter's like, I see you do all these other things for other people's brands, but like, when are you going to start yours? Like, where's your brand coming? And the daughter was like, she was like seven or eight at the time. And she's like, no, like we need to create your brand. Like let's create a brand together. And she, she just would not let her mom not create a brand. So she was like, she was like, no, when are we meeting with the suppliers? When are we getting this happening? all that like really young age she was just like let's go do it and it's this really beautiful story of like this mom and daughter who created this beauty company together and they're in Ulta now and just hearing her journey it was cool to interview her and hear like how she's able to do a business with her daughter and what's that like balancing the dynamics of a daughter and a mother you know together in a business and you know not overstepping each other and allowing other each other's space to be creative and for the daughter to be able to make some mistakes, you know, as well, even though she has experience working with other brands of like just giving her freedom as well with the business. So we go into that. I did another interview recently. This was a really good interview. It hasn't been released yet. And it's with Daniel Levine. And he's a really interesting, I think he's, he's like, definitely not he like, he, what, what it was about him is like his bio just really captured my attention. Like it really just kind of stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, I need to meet this guy. Like I need to talk with this guy. And he's older. I think he's probably one of the oldest guests I've had on. He's like in his 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. And the thing about him that was so interesting is he had this company. He had this like opportunity to work with this company and be the head of this company it was a billion dollar company 
And he was just given this opportunity to work for them and to be the new head and the new like leader of this company. So, and this was his uncle, both of his parents died when he was younger. So his uncle started taking care of him and the uncle's like, I really want to train you. I really want to have you work from the ground up so you can be the CEO of this company. And so he goes and he talks to his uncle and says, let me watch you for a year. Let me watch you for a year and see if you're someone I want to be. And he told him that at 17, it was like 16, 17 years old, but to have the guts to tell your uncle, you're like, you know, I, I want to make sure you're something, you're someone worth being before I be you. Like that's yeah. a lot of guts to say that, especially that's like a golden ticket opportunity to walk away from that opportunity. And what happened is he ends up watching his uncle for like about a year. And then the uncle's like, okay, it's time to think about, are you going to accept my position or not? Like, what's going to happen? And he's like, okay, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. And so he goes and runs through a couple lists of questions. And he's like, I'm sorry, I just can't do it. I just don't want to have, I just don't want to be you. Like, I just didn't like what I saw this last year. And I just want something different. I want more freedom. I don't want to have friends and think, are they, are they my friends or are they friends with me? Cause I have money and like all these different things came up for him and he was just watching this and he's like, I don't want my kids to go through that. I don't want my family to go through that. I just really want a life of more freedom. And I just don't see that for myself. So to have the guts to tell your uncle, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm going to walk away from your billion dollar company. Cause it's not a good fit for me. It's crazy, but just listening to his story was so beautiful. And then he goes and hitchhikes around the world and he goes and does all this different stuff. And then he's recently wrote a book and it's called The Mosaic. And it's about how we all connect by like at least one corner. So we're all connected in some way, even if we don't realize it at first, we all have some line of connection. And he creates all these different stories of all these people you don't usually go up to. So he has a story about the trash man and the trash man goes and talks to this guy and says, Hey, do you have any trash for me? And the guy has nothing in his hands. He's like, why is this guy asking me if I have any trash? And the trash man tells him, I'm asking, do you have any physical trash? Do you have any emotional trash? Do you have any other trash in your life that you want to leave with me? And then the guy starts crying and he's like, Oh my gosh, I didn't think about it that way. And he talks about how every week we have this opportunity to leave this trash with the trash man. Like we have this opportunity to leave emotional trash, to leave all this physical trash and just to let go of it every week. And I was like, he comes up with all these beautiful stories and he has this real gift for storytelling I've never seen before. And so interviewing him, he was really good. And he shared this beautiful story at the end and so he was walking down and it was in San Diego and he was just going on a walk and he sees this guy on the other side of the street and this guy's homeless. And he just felt like this reason that he needed to talk to this guy. Like he felt like really pulled to this guy. So he goes and he starts to walk over towards him and he's like, hey, I'd love to talk to you. I just feel like I really need to talk to you. And this homeless guy's like, I'm sorry, but I don't have time to talk to you. Like, I support all these families. I make $5 an hour. I need to stand here and I need to be able to support all these families. I just can't talk to you right now. I'm busy. Mm-hmm. And so the guy, um, Danny, goes out and gets his wallet and he goes out and takes $50 and gives it to this guy. And I, he's like, I just want 30 minutes of your time. And the guy's like, you know, I only make $5 an hour. This is way more than $5 an hour. You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and so Danny goes and sits down next to him. 
and he goes and he warms this guys up for like 30 minutes and finally this guy starts talking to him he's like receptive and so he's like so you see all these people every day and if these all these people if you could give them one message what would it be so the guy looks over at him and he's like if i could tell people anything i would tell them to talk to someone they don't know for 10 minutes and ask them how they're doing and just listen to them someone they don't know someone they've never met before just hold space for someone else mm-hmm. and Danny looks at him and he's like why would you ask for that like why don't you want more resources why don't you want a job why don't you want food like why why would you want that in particular and he looks back at Danny and he's like you know a lot of people treat me like I'm not human a lot of people treat me like I'm not valuable and he went and like a week ago a week before um, he met Danny this all these people came and they just beat him up and he was just trying to talk to these guys and all these guys out of nowhere just go and beat him up and then he had these people say like all these rude things to him and he's just like I feel like I just don't belong here I feel like I'm just not enough for anyone and like I'm just not valuable so I he was like so I went and I went to the dark this dark street right next to this street and I went on the street and I was thinking about taking my life I was like why no one finds me valuable might as well go do that and he goes and he walks down this dark street and then out of nowhere this guy comes up behind him and he's in this three-piece suit and he goes and puts his hand on his shoulder and he says hey I really want to talk to you and he's never met this guy before and this guy was just like really felt this need to talk to him and he's like I don't want to talk to you I don't want to talk to you. I'm in a bad place. You don't want to talk to me. I'm not valuable. Why would you want to talk to me? And this guy in the suit, he just wouldn't give up. He's like, no, I want to talk to you. And he just goes and eventually this guy lets him talk to him. And they sit down next to each other. And he asks this guy, how are you doing? And he talks about all the things that he was going through, being beat up, feeling not valuable. And he just sat there and listened he didn't try to fix the guy he didn't try to do anything he just sat there and listened and held space for him and he says to Danny he's like you know the reason why I didn't take my life was because that guy came and talked to me and he listened to me and he made me feel valuable and I said I can't kill myself because I'm valuable and this guy in the three-piece suit finds me valuable and I almost started crying at the end of that interview. Like I was in tears, like I was about to go in tears, but like I was like in a Zoom camera. So I was like, I don't really want to go and cry in front of this guy. But you can tell, he's like, Sophia, are you okay? Are you okay over there? You kind of look like you're gonna start crying. And of course he tells it in a better way than I do. He tells it in like a really good way, but it was just hearing all these stories. It's always like, a serendipitous moment for me because there's always something that I wasn't expecting to get out of the interview that comes into the interview. There's always like some sort of blessing and there's always some sort of reason to keep going because having, mm-hmm. you know, a full-time job, having all these things, it's not necessarily easy for me to create all these episodes and do all this stuff and edit. Everything's myself. So Instagram, everything's me. I don't have a team. I don't have anyone. It's just all Sophia. So it's not necessarily always easy to do it all the time. So there's definitely moments of you're like, I'm downing myself, not enough people like it. 
I got a one-star review, you know, whatever it is, you always have a moment like that, but it's really these interviews that make me want to keep going because like just hearing stories like that, I was like, how can I not, like, how can I not continue to interview these people? How could I not continue to hold space for these conversations? Gosh, that's such, I'm sorry. I'm kind of stuck in that story. It's so beautiful just holding space for someone and just recognizing that that's really just spreading kindness in that way is of utmost importance and we're all humans. And um, I, I have recently moved, but I used to um, work in Venice Beach, California, and I worked because there's a huge homeless population. Um, and so I worked with a local church, Venice Church, and we would go out and we would give um, just the bare necessities to the homeless population out there, plus hot coffee and donuts, because getting a hot meal is not the norm for a lot of people out there. And we only provided items that um, the homeless specifically asked for. So it wasn't something like we made up. and. Items include socks, items include a toothbrush, I mean, feminine hygiene products, like it's, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of still caught in that moment of like yeah. just seeing another human being and just dehumanizing them based yeah. upon their socioeconomic stance, like, okay, well, they're down and it's, who knows the story behind it? Mm -hmm. You don't, right? And just to kind of not recognize them as a human being and ignore them and that somebody just took that time to see them and recognize them and to hear them. I mean, that's something everybody wants, right? Is yeah. to be seen and heard and loved and cared for. And so that message of just holding space for people and allowing them to be seen and heard is so beautiful. I am trying not to get emotional. Oh, no, it's hard. I told you it's hard. <laughs> So I 100% understand that this keeps you going because it is hard. I mean, I myself, I mentioned I am definitely not um, as productive as you in terms of turning out podcasts because it is, it's a lot of work. I do it all myself as well. So I 100% understand the time and effort that goes into it. But the conversations I have is the reason why I do it because I find that even though you know, I go into it with a certain thought of how the interview will go. It always goes somewhere else in a better direction. And I always walk away learning something and kind of, it's, it's a different way of looking at things as well, I think too, and hearing different perspectives and how people walk through their lives in different ways. Cause everyone has their own journey that's best for them. And you're, you, I mean, you are 20 and rocking it, my friends. You are just like, I cannot wait to see where everything continues to go with the podcast. And you're already an amazing loan officer, like full-time job, killing it. So you have a lot you've already accomplished. And I'm so excited to see just the future. And I just want to thank you for your time on being on my podcast. Um, and for anyone who does not know Sophia Lorena and the shit show of my 20s podcast, where should people check you out? Where should they find you to listen to you? Yeah, so I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Spotify, pretty much everywhere. You can just search the shit show of my 20s. And I'm also on Instagram. I spend a lot of time there. <laughs> That's where I spend <laughs> probably way too much time, but also the shit show of my 20s on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sophia, for your time.